2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Rich Hudson. Good afternoon. And Jules Gill. Hello, everyone. These people who surround me have played all the lovely, lovely games that are coming out in the next few months and into 2020. But we mm. don't have every single one of them being covered today. You guys can come back uh, on Wednesday where we're going to do another sort of uh, EGX roundup. Or you two are, yep. um, we'll just we'll see. We'll sort of we'll sort out some sort of combination of hosts for that thing sure. where you can run down everything that you played. Um, but I just thought we would sort of do the cream of the crop initially. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Some different things.
0: I mean, we are fresh off the back of this. I mean, we literally wrapped up yesterday and we're back in recording this today mm-hmm. and I'm absolutely knackered yeah. mate I'm d- I've been done in my feet are killing me I feel like I've aged about 20 years and mm-hmm. I was already
3: bold and old to begin you with so I feel like I've died it's, it's <laughs> been a, it's been a long weekend but it's been one of the best weekends I think I've ever yeah. had out at an event or that just is. not sitting on my ass doing nothing it's been absolutely and brilliant mm-hmm.
0: before we begin as well I just want to give a massive thank you to anyone who took the time out of their day to come find us and say hi it truly truly means a lot to us when you come yeah. out and Say that because supporting the channel is fantastic and being able to see you and know that we're doing the right things mm-hmm. sometimes is, is always <laughs> is, is always great. So, thank you very much. Mm-hmm.
2: This will be going out on the uh, main What Culture channel as well. So, you can go What Culture Gaming channel, you can fantastic. go find the What Culture Gaming podcast channel as well. And um, we're going to be experimenting with some different shows going up on the main channel alongside the podcast stuff. Um, but the podcast channel is where like every other episode will go if it doesn't end up on the main channel.
0: Well, don't tease me, Scott. Tell me what we're coming up, or is that the uh, secret? Well, is well, secret? Well, Julian, mm-hmm. see, the
2: thing is, we've got Call of Duty on Friday, so we're going to do a big old breakdown of that. I I got to, I've got to love a good
0: podcast. Yes. You do like our
2: Fishcast, what are you going to say?
0: No, I was just going to say, have. is it? I didn't yeah. realize that
2: one of the biggest games franchises of the year was having another sequel that came out yeah. this Friday. This one looks really good. Yeah, no, it does. I'm excited. It I'm excited. Really, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. You guys have your Ejects thing uh, potentially on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to do something on jump scares. We've got a whole oh, load of stuff. Sounds, planned, you
0: know what? If I was a subscriber listening to this right now, I'd be like, hot dang. Hot, di- <laughs>
2: hot diggity dogs. good content. Give it all you got. So, the uh, in terms of the cream of the crop of the stuff mm. that you guys play, I'm going to open with Marvel's The Avengers. Jules, you played this thing.
0: Now, here's a little secret thing. Mm. I'm not, I think we're technically allowed to say what we got up to. You've already said on every other EGX d- video we shot already. I, d- I, didn't, so. I didn't sign an embargo. You didn't sign anything. Yes. Public, well, there as well. Exactly, yeah. So what happened is, is that um, when we were at uh, EGX, there was actually two demos that were going on. And a lot of people only got to play one, which was A-Day, which is seeing the Avengers uh, basically uh, storming across this massive bridge uh, because it's being destroyed by a uh, shadowy corporation figure we don't, don't this- know or, or, there's, or there's been some sort of like big explosion. Yes, a lot uh-huh. of all the trailers have been covering this. Uh-huh. But Rachel and I were lucky enough, because of our lovely contact at Square Enix, uh, to go up and do a behind closed doors uh, playthrough, where we got to play as Kamala Khan, Miss, Ooh. who's yeah. So uh, the best thing about this was is that it was a uh, gameplay centric um, uh, wave enemy wave demo, right. Inside what's known as a harm room, it's kind of like the um, the uh, Professor Xavier's uh, X Men training mm-hmm. room that they've got there. But you so you can simulate all these different environments.
2: A harm room.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and, and as um, what culture officers? And as um, and as Kamala <laughs> Khan, uh, you got to uh, take on wave after wave of all of these uh, bad guys, mm-hmm. and it was brilliant to not only get uh, a sort of hands-on with how uh, she's going to play, because she's actually going to be the driving force of the game's narrative. She's going to be one that's actually going to be collecting all of the Avengers back together Mm. after the events of A-Day. Gotta catch them all. Indeed. So if you
2: don't know um, who Kamala Khan is, she's Ms. Marvel, who is like the the stand-in kind of thing uh, alongside Captain Marvel or whatever, Uh, but Ms. Marvel's main power is embiggening. She can go massive, she can have big fists and legs and everything else. She
0: dropped in 2013 and then became sort of like a global superstar in 2014 around that Mm -hmm. time and has one of the most popular um, recent Marvel Mm -hmm. characters so it made perfect sense for her to be included in this game and uh Playing as her was hilarious fun okay. because the embiggen is a fantastic move that does literally like triple her size. But <laughs> as every character's got uh, a ranged attack, so you've got like, you know, Iron Man puts out his repulsive blast mm-hmm. and the, the Hulk does his thunderclap stuff. With her one, she pulls her hand back because her, her powers are kind of like Mr. Fantastic where yeah. she's like rubbery and can obviously like uh, change the shape of her fists and feet. Mm-hmm. And she does a massive palm smash that will like literally crush people against wall. And when she brings back a hand, she like does that. So it's like, it's like, <laughs> stig- like shaking. Her, she's like, ooh, like that sort of thing. It's, <laughs> it was so fun to play, sir. And I managed to get through. I was the only one of our little demo group that managed to get through all fifteen did you get ways. A little T-shirt. I didn't get a little T-shirt, but I got Scott Amos, uh, the head of Crystal Dynamics, saying you that got was him? yeah. Go say I didn't. get didn't get my pocket Ponto obviously. Back. No, no, unfortunately not. He did. He just. He just went. Oh, well done. That's really good. <laughs> so I was like, oh, there we go. There we go. He yeah. seems genuinely
2: surprised that someone got through the whole demo.
0: By the way, I just have to say that Scott Amos is is such a nice man. Okay, like he is so passionate about this project he was sitting down there and you could tell that he had like a childish glee telling us how much he was invested in this mm. project because they seem to be ticking all of the right boxes in this day and age what's a death sentence sending a game out <laughs> with loot boxes or yes. uh, microtransactions we're and just he, being unfinished and he mm-hmm. flatly just said like there will be no paid for loot gambling any sort of systems like that if you want to buy cosmetics that do not affect the gameplay at all you have the option to buy them mm. on the storefront with uh, with real money we're not to do with this in-game coin whatever it is okay, you, okay. you just you just buy it with yeah. real money and it'll just change the costume of your character uh all of the f- um the heroes and all of the maps that will be coming out afterwards will be free that is right. that is his Good. party line that he said there okay. whether or not that is, that is subject to change would be very strange at this point <laughs> in time but he was happy to say mm-hmm. that so, and it just helps that the game plays really well.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, cause did you get a chance to play the A Day stuff as well?
0: Um, we didn't get a chance to play the A Day stuff because okay. of the fact that this uh, we were told was the more comprehensive uh, cool. version of it, and we did actually watch a load of people playing it. And yeah. I've seen the trailer of the full playthrough cool. as well. Because I think
2: they have like that's the the characters that they've confirmed so far. But like mm. obviously the way that they've sort of mentioned the on like the games as a service type stuff, yep. like they'll be plugging different characters into the online modes and stuff. But like when the way that you played as Kamala, did she seem like she had enough depth to yes. warrant like hours worth of
0: da- time? Da- da- yeah. oh, unbelievably so. because Uh of the fact that we got to see um, a story trailer as well Mm -hmm. um, which actually shows her bringing together um, she's talking to Iron Man she's talking to Bruce Banner Mm -hmm. they're basically all dealing with massive grief at um, what happened at the events of A-Day because they all in some part were responsible for what happened but then she then starts to uncover a uh, maybe there's a shadowy corporation uh, going on or there's right. something isn't quite what it seems. Mm-hmm. And so that's what brings people, the Avengers, back together to unite to try and basically just put the world right. Because he was, Scott was very, very clear by saying... That AIM, which are the new sort of tech corporation Mm. that have risen up in the Avengers' absence, they are not the bad guys in the sense that they are like the Machiavellian, mustache-twirling evil guys. (laughs) But what they do is they just represent the idea of bringing humanity together through technology and unity, possibly to a little bit of an extreme. So that was an interesting... And he's, he's saying there's no black or white. There's no every character here is humanized every single story that is going to be told is going to be about them dealing with real human situations like he he used PTSD he used uh, mental health as another thing as well so he if he deals with this correctly then they're going to have some of the possibly most relevant Mm. game on the market at the moment because Mm -hmm. it's something that a load of people love Avengers are so so popular Mm -hmm. But applying it to situations that are huge at the moment mm-hmm. and need discussion, so I've, I'm I'm really keen on this game. I was, I was I was warm on it, and now I'm hot on it. I'm <laughs> like hot it was for sizzling. It. I'm sizzling.
2: Cons- considering like how mature uh, Spider-Man felt, like the different mm. sort of themes that that thing tackled, and like just the way the o- overall look of it, like Marvel's The Avengers, the Square Enix one, uh, like just it just looks gorgeous. Anyway, on a rendering yeah. side, um, Rich, you played some Doom Eternal, yes. and you've recovered it, enough to talk complete- about it. I don't so think, I think
3: I don't think I have. <laughs> I really don't think I have. That was my most anticipated thing to go and play at EGX this weekend and getting a good, like, I want to say about half an hour. Mm -hmm. I got a bit of extra time Mm -hmm. compared to the standard amount of demo that people got. Um, I was, you know, everything that I wanted it to be, was there I was but I was still blown away mm. by just how good it was yeah. um, they've done uh, enough to change up things they've added bits and bobs into the standard gameplay formula we know from doom 2016 but they've not added in so much that it feels completely different because mm. that that has happened with game sequels at time to time that they just add they bolt too many more things on mm-hmm. thing oh this needs to be different enough to warrant it being a sequel uh, and people are just like well that's too different now you said um, they changed
2: um like things to do with like the pickups so you can make different things yes auto. so mm-hmm. th-
3: they've just sort of refined um, the, some of the mechanics they introduced with uh, the glory kills, because glory kills were new to the Doom series come 2016. Uh, back then, if you used a glory kill, you would gain health from mm. killed demons. If you used the chainsaw, you would replenish basically all your ammo, depending on the size of the demon you would, uh, you would chop up. Right. Uh, but armor was one of the things that wasn't uh, at all, like, replenishable outside of just finding drops on the floor. But now uh, the Doom player's got his new armor. He's, he's, he's showing a bit more skin this time. He, I think it must be warmer. Kinky. Must be a bit hotter in in, in, Do- in
0: Doom 3, it'll probably have, like, a midriff as well. <laughs> <laughs> a little rid his sleeve Have, it, have <laughs> his little belly out. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, but now he's got like an over, over shoulder uh, grenade launcher, mm-hmm. which replaces actually just throwing a grenade like you did in 2016. But also houses a flamethrower, so if you set any demons on fire, they'll just slowly start spitting out armor chunks as well. Right. Um, so you can replenish your your sort of health and stuff that way. And they they definitely didn't just like bolt this on top. Mm-hmm. They took the re- they took this uh, replenishing side of things and they put it more into practice because going through the chunk of... Because we basically played one big level, but split into like three or four separate bits. Mm -hmm. And there was just like, okay, sometime later. It literally would say, sometime later, here's what you're doing (laughs) now. Sometime later, here's what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. Um, But they didn't actually give you as much ammo... In the grand scheme of things, because I basically live on the combat shotgun with Doom, right, right. and I ran out of ammo on it like almost straight yeah, away yeah. all the time, um, because they expect you to to use everything in your arsenal, which is mm-hmm. still a pretty you know you, you know Doom guy can fit like eight weapons up his bum yeah. wherever wherever <laughs> yeah. on <earth> he keeps <laughs> them, plus the grenades, plus this uh, chainsaw, plus uh, the flamethrower, and of course his glory kills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just standard punching and mm-hmm. the blood punch you get from uh, from getting lots of glory kills, and they expect you to use every single aspect of that in your fight against the demons. Right. So there is, it feels like there's a lot more depth to it in the way that you do need to play. But it, I went into it still with like Doom 2016 hot in my mind because it wasn't that long ago since mm-hmm. I last replayed it, and I still got I still got stuck into it more and more. And as time has gone on after the after the demo, which of course I have not stopped thinking about yeah. since I played it, I'm thinking about okay. <laughs> I can, I can see how I need to adapt my the gameplay that I know well from twenty six However mm-hmm. many hours I put into 2016 and taking it into Eternal, but yeah, it was like everything that I wanted and more. It's it like was it chess. was it was fast, it was bloody, it was uh you know the the music that we heard from Mick Gordon again. Mm. Got that was his amazing, got his new it? music. Yeah. Is that um, like a core
2: main theme because like Rip and Tear kind of became known as the dude do, in theme, in,
3: in that in that uh Scenario: We can't really do. Bouncy, funky, we just got Genji some. Stuff. Yeah, we, no, it, it's, no, it's heavier. It was it, all it's, heavy. It, 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 it's, 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 it's heavier than the first really? stuff. It's still super heavy. Yes. yeah <laughs> but as for whether we'll get like, I mean, you know, they'll have to do some kind of like successor to Rip and Tear and some mm, kind of successor yeah. to BFG mm-hmm. Division. And I'm sure we will have them. There's a chance we might have heard them during the demo. Yeah. We don't know. Right, but, was but all we that, all we heard was Mick Gordon do background yeah, music. So what was the thing
2: that made you feel like it was heavier? Is it just like more layered
0: up? There was a bit where you're watching this BFG 1 million or. G ten thousand, yeah. yeah. Who's the massive sentry gun that's literally a planet Altum, killer? Man. It was charging up, and in the, um, as the um, lift is going down, the music was fading out. But just as the lift stopped and started to fade back in, it started going like it sounded like a chainsaw being revved. like <laughs> in, in Doom
3: twenty sixteen, the main menu theme uses a chainsaw sound effect put through a synthesizer Amazing. for his for instrument. So the actual use of chainsaws is a thing in the Doom that's soundtrack. That's beautiful
2: because I remember in the original one, there was that big moment where the, the instrument, the music stopped, and he cocks the shotgun I love that they've taken that forward like, it's a great they're going to have to do something like that again with, uh-huh. the, with the
3: opening to Eternal because yeah. I mean at the end of the day we've just put we've been put into stasis by Samuel Hayden that's where mm. we are because yeah. um, all of our gameplay was on Phobos and then into Mars yeah. and then into hell right, okay. so but we haven't done any earth stuff yet
0: the mm-hmm. new abilities like the uh, the wall climbing and the double dashing and the stuff like that yes. and, like, and all of those other things they create a uh, it's allowed the developers to really go crazy mm. with the um, the level design mm. we're noticing so much more verticality. Like uh, verticality and so much more platforming sections it's, it's, to run right, it's, it's like, right. literally a
3: playground yeah
0: you were like running along jumping down to um, this like platform that was only like as big as the Doom Slayer itself that's right. literally hovering or, d- or dropping slowly into the Earth into the Mars' atmosphere which <laughs> has been split open right. and you've got like all of these flying demons all coming all around you and you're then jumping up in the air and like trying to use the hook shot on them
2: it's, it's but like reliably, yes. you don't feel like you're going to fall in or no not at all you know? I felt like
0: I was in control uh, 100% uh-huh. of the time
3: and if I died I wasn't just like damn I was still like that was fun. That yeah, was fun. You get you get your two, you get your double jump. You get your two dashes. And yeah, uh, yeah you get your wall climbing and stuff like that. But you can tell that they've um, played it with more verticality because they've added in more flying demons. Because mm. in 2016, you had the Kakademon and you had the um, I can't remember what they're called, but the, the skulls that scream at you yeah, and yeah, charge yeah, at yeah. you. Uh-huh. And now you've got the I, I knew this name before, but it was the it looks like a Kakademon, but it's brown and has arms. Yeah. And right. It reaches into its mouth to throw things at you. And there are also these like more winged demons as yeah, well, flying around. They like hover in the air. They kind of. Like like the uh, the Reapers, the one with the uh, the rocket launchers on their shoulders, yeah, cool. kind of similar to how they jump in the air and float. They really play up on the verticality a lot more. And the final, uh, in the like the last third of the demo, was this final battle, and it was hard. Okay, it was really you said, hard because
2: you, you said you were one of the only people who got through. It. I got all the way yeah. through. It. Yeah.
3: Um, or culture gaming elite yeah. gamers. Yeah. Uh, I got all the way through, um, but they dropped like two of these guys on you, and just running around in circles mm. in this ma- literally this massive playground. It's similar to like later on in 2016, there were the uh, there was levels with like um, almost like underpasses underneath the the map where you could find more pickups. It's like okay. more and more of that, but then. A second, uh, the, the topmost layer, and then another layer on top, and you've got the monkey bars yeah. to swing around on. You're launching yourself in the air using the hook shot underneath the
2: super shotgun. Mm. Was also so absolutely, fun. Brilliant. I was gonna ask you about that, yeah, because it's yeah. like, does that let you close the distance on yes. something, or yeah, you're bringing stuff? No, to no, you go to the distance, to it, which right, cool. means that
0: you could be running around at uh, the outset of an arena, you could jump off, and then just at the last second, pull yourself yeah, yeah, back yeah. in, or, it's, it's or even it's go around. Like, stuff.
3: try like when you've got, like for example, like a cacodemon out in the distance, and it's like a super, a super shotgun hasn't got the range for it, right. but I can just pull myself towards it, and then it's almost like reverse Roadhog hog. Overwatch when he right, uses his totally. hook shot to pull somebody towards him and gets a, like a point blank shot with his shotgun it's yeah. basically that makes you're the Doomslayer is pulling himself <laughs> towards the demons
0: which is great because I feel like that in one action summarizes the Doomslayer better than anything else because it's not he doesn't want to bring the enemies closer to him he wants to He'll go into what well, yeah he yeah. will come to you
3: but yeah Eternal was my personal highlight of the show it's it has completely tied me over mm-hmm. to, to March 2020 mm-hmm. I will happily wait another six months for this game because even that little bit we played it's like if I get this and I remember it saying apparently the the campaign's like fifty hours. Yeah, mad. And it's like if I get fifty hours of that on just a single (laughs) playthrough, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be be... like actually physically exhausted at the end of it. I'll be I'll be a skeleton by the end of it. I'll
0: be (laughs) gone. One quick thing to notice as well is that the um uh, the PCs that we were playing on they ran the game so. Mm. So smoothly, I know that they were top of the line, but the fact is, is that when Rich is saying that we jumped forward in the levels, it was like, here's the loading screen, skip. Here's right. the loading screen, skip. You were instantaneous okay. loading one of each th- and every time.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, one of the things in the PC space with Doom is it's it's a really good uh, game for benchmarking PCs because it, with it and their their prowess since you know ninety ninety well I say ninety three was before ninety three they were doing PC games. Mm-hmm. Um, they are so good at optimizing games. Um, people have t- I've watched YouTubers take a potato PC, stick a, <laughs> stick a, a relatively new um, budget GPU into it, like a 2019 GPU, mm-hmm. and it can run Doom at like 90 FPS. And Smart. this was like a this was like a oh. Dell workstation yeah. from right, like yeah. 2010. <laughs> if like you just bung this in and it can run Doom perfectly fine. So it's mm-hmm. like if you've got a potato of a PC, there's Which a good chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a good chance that you'll be able to run 2016 or Doom Eternal pretty damn well. Yeah. yeah I was asking about whether we'd have like rtx support on launch and stuff like that but we were pl- must have been playing at least 144 frames per second it quite was happily. so good it was so and good and it was, it was
0: so just beautiful. liquid butter yeah. gaming yeah Be- beautiful game it Absolutely. sounds like they've
2: completely doubled down on the on the speed and the anarchic yeah. like just, it's so anarchic and it's just like the thing that everyone loved about the re- like the reboot in 2016 was that feel of like aggression and just yeah not it's stopping it is at all. so
3: much more aggressive like even just the the actions that the doomsday have even the more the, the difference in the uh, uh the glory kills mm. they're so much more disgusting at times yeah. Yeah. very um, good um,
1: Uh, yeah, it,
3: everything about everything you liked about 2016 has been pumped for steroids and made sillier and bloodier and more <laughs> brilliant. And it's I'm so excited.
2: Did you guys wield the big energy sword that we've seen on? No, no, no. no okay. I think
3: that's saved. I think that is actually a chunk that takes place that we skipped.
1: Um,
3: because I was watching some of the gameplay earlier today from the from QuakeCon, and we played the beginning like a bit earlier on in that demo, and then we played a bit later on. Right. So yeah. I'm guessing this boss fight when he pulls out the hilt mm-hmm. and he pulls the sword out is something that happens in between two of the chunks we
2: I don't know if we'll ever get this off the ground but we should do the best energy swords in gaming because you can have lightsabers but you can have the halo energy yeah, sword you yeah, can have yeah. the doom 2 energy yeah, sword yeah, yeah. Just, give me, just give me energy blades left right and centre yeah. uh, Jules you played the Final Fantasy 7 remake is I it as did. good as my childhood thinks it is right
0: okay so let's just be very very clear from the off this is a very very different game um, it is Bites a fist. it's it's fantastic good i i enjoyed it so so much i did not get nearly enough time with this game as <laughs> as i would have liked to okay. um they were very stringent about the um mm. uh, how long you got on it but during your were kicking uh, was, it was, it was a, a,
3: admittedly the queues were absolutely ridiculous oh, they'd be yes. so they 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 so.
0: left me wanting more immediately because of the fact is i went to you start in the, the the Mako reactor, even though they pronounce it as Mako in this. I'm my trying it's, it's
3: Mako. It's Mako. It's got one. Come on. It's got. One, on, it's got it got one k?
0: Yeah But yeah. Well, it's yeah. Mako Yeah But, the, 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 but, the, but the, as soon as you get off the ladder um, Barrett just goes Oh there's Mako There's Mako Reactor And I am like Oh boo but, um, so, <laughs> That's I mean, the problem with voicing All Literally, yeah. next um, literally
3: stuff. unplayable so, mm. so what
0: happened is Is that you get like 10 minutes to run From the top of the Mako Reactor All the way, <laughs> da- all the way down To uh, where you fight The uh, the Scorpion uh, boss mm-hmm. And as soon as I got down there All the way through I was noticing I was like Oh okay Fluid movement The combat looks quite nice as well I'm allowed to just sort of Like attack and move mm. over And I thought Okay getting vibes of Final Fantasy 15, Which I didn't love uh, For it's combat but i thought it was a step in an mm. interesting direction mm-hmm. and then it started like giving the tutorials for like how to do the spells and how to do this and as i was like go, able to pause the game and mm. not just like slow down it's pausing the game so you can literally play this as uh to like yeah if you want to do all of your abilities and uh-huh. stuff off that that then you are more than able to because you can actually flip between your characters and issue them commands as well right. and then flip back to your uh, your main characters to carry on lush and barrett and um cloud play play completely differently so cloud is obviously right up in in their face he can take a few more hits mm-hmm. and he's also really good at sort of like um he, he can not, not stun lock but he can push enemies back each time he hits them okay. which is quite a nice little feature mm-hmm. barrett's great at doing support fire because if you ho- um, hold his gun barrel down he'll do tons of chip damage to them but it will, they'll stay in place so that the rest <laughs> of the team can move in or right. attack him to do other stuff because this isn't a game that says if you're casting um, a, a missile launcher barrage that it's going to hit you no matter what because I hate games that give you the illusion right. that you can dodge but you're not actually able to. Mm-hmm. In this one, for example, the Scorpion boss fires out a million missiles. If you aren't dodging them, then you won't get hit. You won't take any damage. Right, cool, and I good. love that because mm-hmm. it rewards you for playing... Well, as well as being tactical, that or. was the
2: biggest problem I had with fifteen because it just felt like you were having like an animation war. And yeah. It sort of like, well, it's the illusion of combat. Yeah,
0: I remember times when I'd have enemies that were attacking me maybe three mm. foot away because I dashed away, but because the animation had started next to my character, you're I was still took to the damage. I was like, oh right. So okay. in, in
2: seven, in terms of being hands on with it, like, is it uh, do you have light and heavy attacks and does it respond yes. button by button or is it are you holding it or in? It's in no, you're you're,
0: you're, hold, you're not holding bot- buttons. You are it's attacking. Like yeah, you're you are attacking. You can chain together some combos as well, which is great. I mean, Barrett, for example if you hold down the square button to attack, he'll do a round of uh, fire, and then he'll finish with a charge burst, which does extra damage Good. as well. Um, like, uh, every single person's got different abilities with their spells, and um, Barrack can fire a stunning concussion blast. Okay. Um, you've got the um, Braver for a cloud, yep. where he stun- again stuns enemies, uh-huh. but it does like extra damage to those around him and stuff like that. I
2: was going to say, how does it handle the limit break stuff? Do you get to do, you you, get to do any the,
0: Because this was a tutorial, it basically mm. built the limit break up to a certain point, and then it allows you to use it at a right. certain point. But in the game, you could see that it was like um, the more attacks you were doing, the quicker your ATB gauge was mm-hmm. um, was filling up. So therefore, as Barrett, who was better at dealing with the Scorpion boss than Cloud because he has uh, the, the thunder magic, mm-hmm. he you stand back, shoot the boss for ages because then you will charge your ATB mm-hmm. gauge really quickly. Mm-hmm. Then you do that, but you keep Cloud right up next to it so that it doesn't go and attack Barrett. And it's, it's really it, you actually can see. Mm-hmm forward thinking there's going to be a lot of very tactful battles like mm. you're going to really need to think about where the placement of your characters are and keep telling them to do mm-hmm. certain things or moving them into certain places in
2: the scorpion battle did it raise its tail at any it point? did
0: raise its tail did Anna? it
2: tell you to not to actually not attack it when its tail's is What nope. a legendary mistranslation it
0: didn't ta- it didn't tell us to not attack but what it did say was you might mo- you might want to hide behind the rubble Good. that conveniently falls in place uh-huh. and it does if i did a test of what happens if you do get hit it it ruins you i was just like oh okay Uh, fair enough but i had so much fun playing it i the only problem that i have with this is that i worry that corners are going to be cut with the story to make mm -hmm. it only focus on the action side of the game because we have seen nothing about how it's going to be in the downtime we've only been focusing on the combat everyone's been doing that yeah i love the uh, the fact that they put in the stagger thing from final fantasy 13 whereas if you do enough damage to it it will enter a stagger animation and they'll, yeah, they'll fall to the floor and you can do like attack for triple damage or whatever like that is. But, I don't like the way that the episodic stuff's feeling at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. They keep trying to sell us on the fact that it's going to be each one of these is going to be a full 40-hour game, and that's how they're justifying a full price for each one.
2: I want to believe that
0: they've got that's down. That's
2: 120 quid. Yeah. Because well, it's, cause yeah, it's, cause it's
0: for three episodes, isn't it? Uh,
2: in th- that's what it is right now, yeah. but, but
0: I've ever heard somebody say, over there saying it was going to be seven episodes. <laughs>
2: no, I'm not even joking. Like, I mean, like, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. So I mean, imagine paying 40 quid a time. Uh, even 3 is 120 as someone who's Final Fantasy 7 is one of their favourite games of all time I will pay that money but I don't want to but I, I will, but I, that's my only concern with mm. this. Because um, I think the way that they've led with it, obviously they're doing a massive chunk of midgar, and it looks gorgeous. Like yeah. I mean, a lot of Final Fantasy sevens imagery is that sort of cyberpunk city, and yeah. it's like that's obviously what they would lead with. It is the beginning of the game, but in terms of they haven't shown anything else. I don't yeah. even think they've worked on the rest of the game yet. No. So no, it's no, like no. they've they've kind of rejigged Sephiroth's place in it. Like he's he's more visualized as part of like in cloud psych
0: Well, yeah, that actually happened in the middle of the fight, um right. uh, In the middle of the battle with the um, Scorpion, or maybe just before. Um, he has like a pang of like a memory, and he's <laughs> sees a black feather falling down and just as it hits the ground that's when the scorpion boss attacks so right. it's kind of like much more on the nose mm-hmm. than I guess the other game was
2: because I played through Final Fantasy 7 this year and like that thing I adore Final Fantasy 7 mm. but it is very much the victim of a one person translation yeah, team and there's a yeah. whole bunch of story things in that that barely land because they just didn't translate it very well and so like like Cloud's relationship with Sephiroth is a massive deal and yes. a lot of the fans have picked apart yeah. the reality of what yeah. the twist was supposed yeah. to be um, but I think they'll see that way better in this
0: I, I'm just just gonna put it out there That I feel like There is nothing to stop you From loving both games Like I yeah. know that a load of people Will be out there like It's not the Final Fantasy I wanted It's like you're right It's not gonna be the Final <laughs> Fantasy That you possibly ideally wanted Which is probably the exact same game But with better graphics That's
2: what I thought it was gonna be That's sorry, That's what I wanted it to be And that's what I thought They were gonna do If you want yes. that You can go play that on PC Just swap the character models out
0: Yeah and I mean you've got This is a remake Not a remaster mm. mm-hmm. I guess So that's the way to look at it I mean no one's Everyone was worried About Resident Evil 2 Being remade oh, And now look beautiful. at us of the How games of yeah the year. Exactly. So I'm hoping to say the same thing further down the line. Just mm-hmm. hope that there's. I just worry that they're going to bring the uh, elements of the present into the past, and the episodic mm-hmm. content is one of them. I hope that then we're not going to see any more DLC they stuff. They could and do with bits.
2: clarifying what it's going to be, yes. like where the cutoff in the story is, and exactly how they're going to roll it out. Because like they Midgar is is a fraction of that game. Oh yeah, I like mean a tiny sliver.
0: like if you think about it, it's not even until like the giant snake that you have to fight to get through the canyon that mm-hmm. things really start even heating up. Yeah, and that is. Maybe twelve hours into the it's, game. There's,
2: there's enough content, hashtag content, to make that first episode all about everything that happens in yes, Midgar yeah. and, and maybe going to calm afterwards or whatever. Like and like you said, the first time you see the um, that giant snake, I forget its name. The Midgar's all yeah. on, Like the first time you see that, they could totally end on it on that and like, holy crap, this thing got killed. Or whatever. I
0: personally think they're going to end this first episode with the plate falling.
2: Oh, that, okay. and then crushing yeah. the
0: crushing the city below. That's probably that's probably a good setup mm-hmm. point for them to leave. But I do think that we're going to miss everything between that point up until maybe the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. or not Grand Canyon mm-hmm. what's it called Fort, Fort Condor uh, yeah, Fort I reckon Condor. that all of that will just be cut out because Possibly. because it's
2: just busy work hmm. I guess obviously which it is it goes, goes, it's a shame in terms of the gameplay it seems extremely promising yes oh yeah definitely and yes. it looks great uh, Rich, your next thing was Iron Man VR, which yes, really blew you away. It did. <laughs> I
3: have never played VR before in a proper like non. I've just put a mobile phone in a bit of plastic mm. sense. So this was <laughs> genuinely my first ever VR experience, mm-hmm. and to to jump in with PSVR especially um, and play. A relatively short demo of Iron Man VR has sold me on the whole platform. Mm-hmm. Good, and I've been very tempted by VR a lot recently. Um, there's been a lot of musings about Valve revealing a triple A style VR game, a full on VR game, a Half a Life. It a does free. take place between Half Life One and Two, uh, starring Ooh. Alex Vance. Interesting, but uh, <laughs> I got to play Iron Man VR, and it is literally everything you would expect it to be. You are Tony Stark. You are Iron Man. And it took place outside of his home on the cliffside, as it is in the mm-hmm. MCU. Uh, and you're just like flying around, shooting mm. targets. Basically, it's just like, okay, I- I've just got, um, I've just come home from whatever I was doing. Uh, let's just do some training. Let's just, uh, you know, let's <laughs> let's have a cool down uh-huh. as a, as a means of tu- as a means of um, giving you the tutorial. Mm-hmm. So it was the it was both PS Move controllers, one in on each hand, lost to the headset. And uh, it was like, okay, straight away, you need to fly home because you're like a a, a kilometer away. Right. And it was like, okay, so put your hands... uh, The way that you held the control is like the the direction of the actual, like, um, the lollipop, as it were, was like your palm forward. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, like parallel with it basically and it was like remember that your Iron Man you've got the blasters There's on the, the front of your on your palms uh-huh. so that's the direction you need to be having your hands facing so you put your hands down below you and you hold down both triggers behind it <laughs> and you're like you've got your hands by your sides like a penguin and you're hovering yeah, in mid-air like, like Iron like Man does yeah. and it was like okay now you need to fly towards your house so tilt your hands forward so right. that your palms are facing behind you so you're propelling yeah. yourself forward mm-hmm. so you flew all the way home and gave you the, ti- the title sequence and it was like I'm flying through the woods so interactive <laughs> entertainment presents um, and you get at home and it's like, cool. Here's some triangular targets, and they're all around you. But right. uh, And you get a little thing on your UI. Because obviously you get the Iron Man UI, it comes in with the helmet, the eyes appear, yeah, and then cool. it opens up. And it's like here's here you are, you're in the you're out in the sea. And <laughs> it's like, okay, now point at that and uh, and shoot it. So you know, you, you lift your you lift the move controller up and you can see obviously Iron Man's hand or like a, a sort of sort of slightly transparent mm. Iron Man hand come up, and you hold down the big button in the middle, and it has the charge-up noise, yeah, and then the shoot, and oh, then the shot. Like, yeah, and it was yeah. And it was like, okay, do that and do that. And just think of any point in the MCU when Iron Man is there like shooting and shit. he's just spinning around on the spot. Mm-hmm. And you're literally, the first thing you do in that game apart from flying is doing that. Oh, and like, shooting we saw you.
0: so many Cold people shots. just going like towards the end of the demo when they'd started feeling comfortable with it, just going. Beep, beep, beep,
1: it was, pretty, yeah, it was- it,
3: They just rammed it up. It was like, okay, you've, do- you've shot a load of targets. Now do some flying around, fly through some rings, right. yeah. like PS1 Quidditch, mm-hmm. uh, go and do that. <laughs> but again, it's like, you have to you know, position your hands in such a way you have to use your trajectory because you do get a bit of sway over where you go based on where you're looking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is mainly based on where your hands are. Right. And it's like fly around, go through some rings. Okay, now we're going to do the same again, but there's some targets as well. And now we're going to let you loose with the whole playground. It's quite a big space. Uh, We're going to give you loads of targets and hoops and now
2: drones who are shooting at you. Two things. One, can you stop in midair by putting your palms forward? And two, can you do a superhero landing? Uh, no, oh. there was no
3: there was no option to do a superhero landing because we would right. literally you're out in the Near sea middle. There's just rocks yeah. everywhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, And but yes, you can put your palms in front of you just and stop. Like stop the, the, the it is pure trajectory <laughs> Like you have complete control over where you move based on where your hands are <sighs> same with the way you were shooting because eventually uh, Your um, AI Friday, I think it might have been in, yep. in this um they, they were like, okay, do you want some heavier stuff? So they brought out some suit like bigger drones that take like three or four hits to shoot. Mm-hmm. And there was one point when I was just kind of really high up in the air. And they were both below me. So I was just like double hand shooting downwards. <laughs> and one, you get to how to punch through things. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I just one just I flew down to one. And as it was in front of me, it was charging up its shot. I just punched through the middle of it. <laughs> Amazing. And destroyed it. Amazing. And it was like, this has uh, this sold me. The yeah. idea, like the freedom that you get, it doesn't feel. Because I kind of thought, oh, I could be very on rails. But no, you're you're literally flying around free roam as Iron Man, shooting stuff left, right, and Mm. centre, punching, boosting and then yes amazing. at the end of it you do land on your like driveway and you do fly to the point and then it gets to the when you get close enough it, it triggers an animation that then mm. you do the sort of superhero landing right okay um That's still, that and that, and that was it, and that was all it was it was only about maybe 10-15 minutes mm-hmm. but that 10-15 minutes has sold me on psvr and now i am looking to buy one <laughs> amazing that sounds amazing. like
2: i mean yeah considering that like we haven't had any decent iron man games i remember forcing myself to like the second iron man film game because oh, you could fly at least wow. you could fly around and yeah. not, it's not actually good but i like the idea that you could fly around as iron man but the thing
3: the reason why this has solved me so quickly is because because you have something against your face, mm-hmm. it feels like you are wearing the helmets. when you've got yeah, them talking yeah. in your ears and you can see the UI like literally right in front of you. It felt so real, and like I said, every time it, every time you you pulled out your hand to shoot something, it just felt so good. I never realised how like iconic
2: that noise already is. Yeah, like the, but the fact that you, you
3: were controlling that, like literally, you were aiming with your. own. There was a little bit of aim assist, but mm-hmm. it was relatively free roam because obviously because you've got the you're using your whole body, you can be as precise as you like to be. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend <laughs> giving it a go when it really. I can't remember when it releases, but I'm just like I need to make it sure sounds- I have a PSVR by the time yeah, this comes out. I've just, sounds- no idea how long it is. But even mm. just that beginning bit was such a good time. He's got this
0: idea of you as Iron Man, psychic, where people are just going, "What's that up in the sky? Oh, it's Iron Man and Rusty Rich." <laughs> 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 it's Iron Plying Boy. In. It's Iron Boy. But uh,
2: yeah, so we'll have more um, Eject stuff on Wednesday. You guys can go into the rest of the stuff that you played. There's some Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. There's mm-hmm. some Pokemon Sword mm-hmm. and Shield, mm-hmm. and there's, mm-hmm. there's some Cyberpunk 2077, um, which is more of like a live demo thing that you guys got yes. to watch as opposed to play it. But still, um, so yeah, come back for that stuff. We'll put it on the main channel as well. Um, and for now, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Rich Hudson. Oh, Thank you for listening. I'm George Gill. See you soon. I'll we'll catch you next time.
0: Bye.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.